Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, October 4th. Today happens to be the birthday of our grandson, Benson. Benson Shepherd turns four years old today, I believe. And so happy birthday to Benson, and I hope he has a great day in the Lord. Amen. Well, let me mention a prayer request real quickly. Yesterday was Brother Hall's birthday. We mentioned that. Brother Hall and Canaan Ward both had a birthday yesterday. Brother Hall was also taken by ambulance to the hospital yesterday as he was having some issues. And that's still ongoing, although the test didn't actually show anything. And uh, he is recovering somewhat, but they've got some decisions to make. So pray for them, if you will, that the Lord would touch there. And then also pray for us. We've got our midweek prayer service tonight. And then I'm going to go right to a song by Sister Brenda Hall. And then the message that we began on Monday, we're continuing that throughout this entire week. All right. We are looking in the scripture again today in these three texts that we've been dealing with all week. Matthew chapter number 26, verses 62 and 63. Matthew 23, verses 8 and 9. And John chapter 19 verses 8 and 9. We're preaching on why Jesus and the scriptures are sometimes silent. And we've been talking about the principle that Jesus met with people on their level. When their mind was made up, Jesus answered them not a word. That's the text that we're going to be looking at and the point that we're going to be dealing with. I said on yesterday's broadcast that there are three particular reasons why I believe that God does not answer us, why the scriptures are silent. Number one, if you approach God with prejudice or stubbornness, I don't believe God's necessarily going to answer you. And we're going to deal with that again on today's broadcast, but we're also going to get to point number two and point number two and three. Number two, when you approach God with pleasure and indulgence of sin, I don't believe God's going to answer you. And then number three, if you approach God with philosophy of skepticism, in other words, you're not going to believe him, don't expect him to tell you what you need to hear. Amen. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live in the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. I'm going to read from three different texts. Matthew chapter number 26 and verse number 62. I want to read just a couple of verses here. And the high priest arose and said unto him, he's talking to Jesus, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses, or which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell me whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Now, in Luke chapter number 23, and I want to read verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, "When And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words. Look at this phrase. But he answered him nothing. I don't know if you noticed, but in Mark or Matthew 26, 
He says there, but Jesus held his peace. That's what it said there in verse 63. Here he answered him nothing. Now look at John chapter number 18 or 19 and verse number 8 and 9. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid and went unto the judgment hall and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? Look at this phrase. But Jesus answered, or but Jesus gave him no answer. I want to preach on those three texts this morning. But Jesus held his peace, but he answered him nothing, but Jesus gave him no answer. I want to try to preach this morning on why Jesus and the Scriptures are sometimes silent. So they, they've already prejudiced their mind. They've already prejudiced their thoughts towards God. Amen. Uh, Brother, Brother Billy Mitchell used to say it this way. He said that a pardon is just a worthless piece of paper to a man that's never been convicted of a crime. But he said if a man finds himself sitting on death row, he said a pardon sounds mighty good, amen, to a man that recognizes that he's lost. Amen. Thank God the gospel is good news. When a man realizes that he's lost without God and he's headed towards hell, amen, the gospel's good news, amen. But if you're all right and you don't need God, you're rich and increased with goods and have needs of nothing, the gospel doesn't have any appeal. You remember when Philip the evangelist, he, Philip the disciple at that time, witnessed to Nathaniel early in the calling, when Jesus was calling those twelve disciples to him, Philip went and got Nathaniel and told him, we, we found the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. You remember what, what uh, Nathaniel said? Prejudice in his mind, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Now, if he'd have kept that, he'd stayed in his darkness and his blindness. But Philip said, come and see. He didn't argue with him. He didn't try to explain it to him. He just said, come and see. And by the way, if Nathaniel had not come and saw, he never would have got what he needed. But by being willing to open his mind, perhaps, possibly, maybe there's a slight chance that I'll find what I need. He gets there and he finds more, praise God, than he bargained for. And he found out that Jesus was more than Philip told him to be. Amen. Or claimed that he was. Jesus was more than that. Amen. Can I tell you, if you'll come to the house of God, you might say, I know that I'll never get an answer. I know I'll never get any help, but maybe just I'll just go for just a slight chance. I'm telling you that sometimes is all God looks for. Amen. He'll slide in the truth. Thank God. The light will shine in. And when the light shines in, the darkness flees. Amen. Amen. So I'm saying just like this crowd, they approached him with prejudice and stubbornness. They didn't get any answer. But if you'll just crack the door. Amen. If you'll just give him a chance, you may find he can do more than you ever thought that he would. Amen. Turn to John chapter number 7. I want to show you this before I go to my second point. John chapter 7. John chapter number 7. Our Lord is speaking. And I believe he's making a statement here that is a promise. Our Lord has promised to reveal the truth to all those who are willing to. To look for it. If they're willing to do it, they'll find him. Alright, John chapter number 7, verse number 14. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth, he, how knoweth this man letters, having never learned Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine. 
but His that sent me. Now, who's He talking about? He's talking about God, the Father, right? Look at verse 17. If any man will do His will, whose will? God's will. If you're willing to go God's way, here's what He said. He shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Amen. Jesus is making a promise. I believe in that verse. It says, if you approach God prejudice, you're not going to believe God. You're not going to hear from God. But if you'll come trusting and willing to do... By the way, the crowd that says, I'm looking for God's will. I'm just waiting for God's will. But they never get God's will. Listen, brother, brother Larry Wells said it. I think he said it right here years ago. He said, God never reveals His will to somebody to consider it. He only reveals His will to somebody to do it. That's right. If you're saying, well, if I knew His will, I'd do it. No, you got to say, I'll do His will as much as He'll show it to me. Amen. It's, amen. The reason we don't know many times is because we're not willing to do what He's already told us to do. Amen. Amen. It's, it's like the fellow standing on first base trying to figure out if he ought to try to steal third. No, you got to go to second. Then third. Amen. Amen. That's why I say baseball is America's game. It's got stealing in it and it's in the rules. Amen. Well, I, I come away with this, this thought that I've got here with the exhortation to you. Be willing to put aside your stubbornness. Be willing to put aside your preconceived notions and your prejudice. And you can hear God speaking to you. From the preaching and from the Bible. Amen. No, number two, there's, I said there's the prejudice and the stubbornness, but then there's the pleasure and indulgence of sin. I said I believe all three of these cases that I mentioned, Caiaphas, Herod, and Pilate, all fit that first one. But I believe particularly Herod fits this one. Why didn't Herod heed John's preaching? Because he's hanging on to his sin. Because he is in love with his sin. Amen. Luke chapter number 23, we've got the case our Lord standing before Herod. Herod's excited about it. Herod's wanting to see some miracle. Huh. But Herod's not going to turn loose of his sin. He's not going to turn loose of his sin. Herod had heard the powerful preaching of John the Baptist. He rejected his reproof. He chose to remain in his adulterous relationship with his brother's divorced wife. He'd rather listen to Herodias than listen to John the Baptist. Amen. He'd rather listen to Herodias than listen to God. And so God's not going to speak to him again. He would rather part with John the Baptist than part with his sin. Amen. It's sad when you see people leave church, and, and, and we've not had this case in, in a good while, and I'm, I'm not pointing to a particular, but you see it over and over again. People leave church, and, and most of the time, they don't leave. They say, I, I, I sometimes say, I just believe God's leading me to another church. Why does He always lead them down? Less standards, less conviction, less diligence. Amen. Why doesn't He lead them By the way, I don't believe He leads you down. Why doesn't He lead you up? More conviction, more seriousness. Amen. Amen. But when they say, well, I I just believe that, that, that the Lord's leading me to go this way, and they find somewhere where they don't preach the truth. Amen. Where they don't stand on the King James Bible or whatever you can, you know, name whatever you want to name the different things that is a problem that they have. And, and they, you know what they're doing? Really in reality, they're saying, I don't like that preaching that I am hearing. I want to hear preaching that'll tickle my ears. I want to hear something that I can agree with, not something that disagrees with me. By the way, you can agree with my preaching. Amen. You just get right. 
<laughs> if you just get right, there ain't no such thing as hard preaching. If you just get right, it's all good preaching. It's all encouraging preaching. That's right. That is right. I'm not, you know, I'm not picking, but I'm being honest. This whole idea that people have got a lot of times, well, I want to be able to pick and choose what I hear, and I don't want to have to hear something that grates on me. Lord, help us. Is that how you pick your doctor? I want to pick the doctor that says, you're not overweight. The scales are wrong. <laughs> you want to, well, I better leave that alone. You don't pick and choose. I guess people do. They want the doctor that'll give them what they want to get. And that's what they're doing in the preaching a lot of times. And, and that's what they're doing in their Bible. Well, I don't like the way the King James Bible says that. I think I'll get me another one that don't say it that way. Right. right. You know what they're doing? They're hanging on to their sin. They're not going to hear from God. You're not going to hear from God. Amen. So, I, I think about this. It's uh, this crowd that always changing. Just like Herod, he, he would, well, he would not listen to John, so he kills John. I've said this before, and I think it's right. John was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. If you snuff out the voice, you'll never hear the voice. John snuffed out the voice of God. God was standing in his presence, looking him in the eyeballs, but not speaking to him. Because he'd already chosen them, not going to listen to the voice of God. Amen. Now, don't find it amazing that wine bibbers find excuses in their Bible <laughs> to drink wine. You know why? Because they love their wine more than they love their Bible. They'll twist their Bible to hang on to their wine. Amen. I, I could I could mention a lot of things. Amen. Adulterers, fornicators, sodomites, perverts of all kinds can twist the script. Well, you know, David and Jonathan, they, they was real close friends. Yeah, they were, and they were not perverted in that. Amen. 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 Jesus was close. I know John laid his head on the bosom of our Lord, but there was nothing perverted about that. Amen. Right. Amen. But don't be surprised when they pervert it to twist. You know why? Because they love their perversion. That's why. They love their sin. They're not going to hear from God. Amen. And again, I, I go back, that, that goes to, we see it in our physical world. We see it happening all the time. And I, a lot of illustrations, again, I can give. You take parents with young children are different than older people like myself that ain't around children all the time. You can tune out that screaming and crying and carrying on. You can. Because you're used to it. But others can't. I'm not, I'm not fussing about it. I'm saying that's how we condition ourselves. Somebody that lives beside a railroad track can lay down in the bed and sleep right through the horn whistle and everything. I mean, the pictures can fall off the wall. It's shaking so hard. They can sleep right through it. Because they've conditioned themselves. Amen. They've conditioned themselves to that. I'm telling you, if you live in sin and you love that sin, you will condition... If you're not careful, and this is so dangerous, you will condition yourself to thinking, well, you know, there's really probably nothing wrong with this. God's not against what I'm doing, even though it might be plain as black and white in the King James Bible. Amen. You just won't pay attention to it. Amen. Amen. My wife washes dishes in hot water. Even when I was hanging sheetrock and had calloused hands, I couldn't stand that hot water like she can. 
One reason I don't want to wash dishes, I don't want to stand it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I couldn't. Because you know why she can stand that hot water? She's conditioned herself for it. You got to be careful in this world that you don't condition yourself to get used to the dark. And think, well, you know, this is all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. Well, let me just say this. That our, our conscience can get so really callous. The Bible talks about it in a calloused idea. In First Timothy chapter number 4, verses 1 and 2, our, our conscience can get so hardened that abrasive stuff doesn't even bother us anymore. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their consciences seared as with a hot iron. You know what he said? This people, you know what they're guilty of? Their consciences have been seared. Their conscience has been calloused, if I could say it that way. And it causes them to speak lies in hypocrisy. It causes them to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. Isn't it amazing when people leave the truth at the foolishness that they'll all of a sudden believe? Amen. Well, we see the love for sin produces a rejection of the truth, drives us into greater darkness. Amen. Hardens our heart, deafens our ears to hearing God speak. Paul said more about that in 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verses 3 and 4. He said, for the time will come. Now listen to this, and this is where we are. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. You've heard me say this a number of times. That's why it's, it's dangerous. Listen to me. If you say, I'm not going to listen to that, you turn your ear, then devils will turn you even further. False prophets will turn you even further. And God Himself will turn you even further. You harden your heart, harden your heart, harden your heart. The day will come. God say, all right, that's how you want it. I'm going to harden it. I'm going to let it harden. Amen. So I come away here with the exhortation to you, don't harden your heart. Amen. Be willing to put aside your preconceived notions, but also be willing to turn from your sin. It's not that you got to say, all right, Lord, I'll quit this and I'll quit that and I'll quit it. No, it's got to be that you say, Lord, I'm not going to hold on to anything. I'm going to forsake all and follow you. That's what Jesus said you're going to have to do. Amen. Be willing to forsake all and follow him. Amen. And if he puts his finger on one thing, that's the thing he's dealing with. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit. And then we'll have preaching from the Word of God as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.